The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. With me today, Jerry Karaya. And uh, what a week. There was no week in the metals market. And then uh, as we're taping the show here on Friday, gold's up 3%, silver's up 4%. Um, our fearless leader, Paul, was saying, oh, isn't that interesting? JP Morgan showed that uh, its results and uh, that it's made some money. And then they let the, the, the thumb off the button on <laughs> gold and silver. Um, we, we do follow that. We do think that the it is a part of it. A finger on the button. Yeah, they have a finger on the button. Nonetheless, uh, gold back up over $1,900. Uh, silver, I think it's gotten back up above uh, $22. Still relatively inexpensive when you think about it. I think that the, the market got pushed down pretty hard during what they would call selling season. Um, and uh, that things are looking good in the gold and silver market. Um, Jerry, uh, today on the show, we're going to talk about... Um, you know, all of the people who say gold is a terrible investment. Um, some certain articles have come out recently, and we just want to te tear them apart, tear them down, rip them up, show how inaccurate they are. So stay tuned on on that, and you'll be able to um, you'll be able to argue any advisor that says gold's gold's volatile, or someone who says. Uh, to you at a dinner party, gold is a terrible investment. We're going to arm you with all of the reasons why that just simply is not true. But first, Jerry, uh, John Rubino, who's a financial analyst of dollarcollapse.com. He's got his own Substack. He was on SOAR Financially, um, did an interview this past week, and he uh, was basically saying silver, easily $200 an ounce. Gold, easily $5,000 an ounce over the next few years. It sounds uh, incredible. It sounds amazing. $200 an ounce on silver is 700%. It's not that crazy. Mm -mm. You know, silver was trading below $4 an ounce. 700% gain brought it to $32, which we've seen a couple times over the last exactly. uh, over the last 10 years. So will it get above 30 again? Yes. Will it go to 50? Yes. Will that be the launch pad to see much higher prices? Of course it will. Um, we'll get into the reasons why we believe it's going to get to two hundred dollars, and so, and gold to go to five thousand. Mm -hmm. Again, not unreasonable at all. I remember in two thousand and six, two thousand seven, gold's trading below five hundred dollars an ounce, and you tell people, "Hey, yeah, I think it's can it can go to five it can go to a thousand dollars." You got waved off as though you you had a third eye, you know, <laughs> as though you had like like a fifth ear or something. It was just like you're crazy. Is that so crazy that it can double from here? Look at the debts. Mm -hmm. What are you ignoring that you think it can't go? All of the You trends. have to ignore everything. You have to suspend your disbelief of, 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 your, of everything that you see in the world. Collapsing economies, a soft landing, my rear. Okay? There is not going to be a soft landing. That's another There's narrative. already a recession. We're getting off to a hard start here, Jerry. We're all fired up <laughs> with the week that was. Um, and also, let it be a lesson that, that this market will lull people to sleep. You see the market go down, you think, oh, okay. Well, the numbers tell it all, Jerry. 
the the screen, the ticker will tell it all in the, in the price of gold, and that's just not the truth. Mm -hmm, absolutely, I mean you're, the trends are definitely in favor of precious metals. The trends are being um, written about in the headlines, and you have the the contrasting views, and the writers are trying to do their job and dissuade people away from the gold market, but it's just not working. Our, the people that have gotten in touch with us this week, congratulations for getting in touch. Congratulations for continuing to stack the precious metals within your portfolio because gold is set to mark its best week in seven months as markets as pricing and inflation, more inflation, and an end to Fed rate hikes. FOMC happened this week, and the notable was a, was a shift in their communications, Jeremy, uh, the, the narrative. They want a shift to how long rates can stay here at, at, this, at this height from and moving away from how high the rates will go. So they do not foresee, they don't see any more rate hikes. So is that a relief? We'll see. But definitely bearish. And it's causing, it's causing um, metals to move up. Gold prices are experiencing a huge peak uh, breakout today being Friday, best week since mid-March. Um, yields are going down. U.S. dollar backed bullion is just being boosted from a range of factors, which is this fall in Treasury yields and the dollar inflation that came out higher. Despite higher data, gold is moving higher. And this is a huge turn, a huge reversal, another reversal, dovish po po policy stance by the Federal Reserve. And obviously, safe haven demand admits what's going on in the Middle East and Israel, and everything seems to be escalating at a rapid pace. Um, you know, in Iran and Saudi are now meeting at the table. It's just, you know, these are, these are huge nations now um, meeting, and we have to really filter through what we're seeing. And that's exactly what we do. We have to follow the trends here, very important trends that we're following, and it all leads to higher precious metals prices. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Everything at Guildhall is physical, and you have to go by the motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Now, Jerry, on that note, some people would say, if you, if you don't have it in your direct possession at all times, it's no good. Whereas when you have it, you can't, you can't store a hundred grand worth of gold in your house. You're not insured for it and you wouldn't have any ease of liquidity, but you want to have access to that product and you want to make sure that it is liquid, but that it is yours, that you can go to the vault and personally audit it. I'm giving these characteristics of things that you should have as part of a vault storage, things you want to tick off and know. Uh, because uh, we lost uh, a great uh, gold and silver giant in our industry this this week. Yeah, we want to pay our respects to Mr. Jim Sinclair Long, the Mr. Gold of the U.S. He's an advocate of gold as money, a gold market maker, a gold mining company founder, internationally known commenter on the markets. He uh, died of a heart attack last week, and his business associate, Bill Holter, con confirmed to GATA he was 80, 82 years old. And now Jim St. Clair, rest in peace. He gave us the nine storage requirements, Jeremy, a long time ago, which we follow for all of our clients that we offer to our investors. This can be read in our investor kit, so please get in touch for our kit. We have them ready to go. You can come in and have them picked up or we can mail them out to you. But the nine storage requirements, this is a very important paper. And if it was, and for us, Guildhall, if it was just eight of the nine, 
we are compromising. We had to bring all nine requirements, and I'm going to just run through them really yeah, quickly for, for our listeners today. Number one thing when it comes to finding the right storage solution. Number one, avoid pooled paper and digital gold and opt for fully allocated storage of metals outside of the banking system. Number one. Number two, approved refiners, LBMA approved. Number three, take deliveries. It, deliveries are possible if you choose to do so. Number four, audit. Number five, fully insured. Number six, online access or obtain monthly statements. Number seven, you can view your holdings if you wish, either via audit or via video or, paper or pictures. Number eight, legal ownership of the bullion holdings, holdings remains with the buyer and the client. These bars are now removed out of the system and on to the client's holdings and statement. And number nine, liquidity is the most important thing, right? Ability to sell when needed. You can pick up that phone, speak to Jeremy yourself or Paul, and if you need to sell an ounce or two or all of it, you can give us a call and we can help with that and facilitate that sell order. So those are the nine storage requirements, and I think they're very, the most important thing when considering storage. Yeah, and if anybody wants to see that document with the requirements, we're happy to send it out. Just give us a go to the website, give us a call at the number one eight seven seven eight silver and we can get that out to you so you can even verify maybe you're currently storing now and you can you can judge for yourself if it's if it's uh cutting the mustard as as they may say <laughs> um jerry you you talked a little bit uh you you briefly mentioned the middle east and what's happening and you know i think with with regard to gold and silver uh, we've often talked about viewing the market through the lens of inflation obviously currency depreciation and inflation supply demand and geopolitical unrest so it's it's part of the story it's not the whole story um having physical gold and silver as a safe haven to insulate yourself from geopolitical unrest is certainly something to to consider you know whether it's the middle east or whether it's a country that that is fragile you know you think about venezuela you say you know, you have a country whose currency completely collapsed. This is why you would want to have some physical gold in in your possession as part of a portfolio that you could access at the vault, et cetera. And uh, this, is, this comes under the safe haven, right? So you hope it doesn't blow up much further um, where people are, are clamoring towards that. Even during, during, during the pandemic, there was a, a sense of safe haven buying. On the one hand, people were running to the safety of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, they were also running to the safety of protecting their wealth. And this is going to be the key point in our next segment, which is the difference between a currency or an, as well as investments, investments, not investments okay. and, uh, and money. You have to understand the difference. The, you have to understand the definitions of each one so you can properly protect yourself and properly diversify. The number again, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. When every dollar counts, it's good to know that Guildhall is there to help you with your gold and silver acquisitions. This is The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. More to come. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver The website guildhallwealth.com. Take that important first step, get some physical precious metals in your possession. Start small, start slow, 
get a feel for the market. You want to own maybe a tube of maples, a 10-ounce bar, maybe buy your first ounce of physical gold. Once you have that physical product in your hand, we witness here at the office every single day the aha moment, Jerry, that happens when people realize that this is not an investment, that it's actual real money, and that now that they own a, a personal property um, with this, that it is a, an asset, that it is a rare asset, that there's a cost of doing business, that unlike investments, that this is a fabricated retail, um, uh, retail object. Um, you know, it's had to, the, the product had to be sourced, it had to be manufactured, it had to be packaged, wholesaled, retailed, and what you end up with in your hand is, is again, a, a retail product. And once you have it in your hand, you realize that there really is no counterparty risk. You own this, nobody else owns this. Now, when you look out at the landscape, we're always looking at different articles, people on social media, people on YouTube, lots of interviews, things like that. And uh, a story broke, I think it was la not last week, the week before, that uh, a big box store was selling physical gold. And almost immediately, there was an article countering it saying, well, that's a terrible idea. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because we're going to talk about some other examples of it. This is just one example of a writer that comes out and says, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I think it was very, uh, I, would lo I love the opportunity to, to address this, but it was an article that we, we actually loved. We loved the idea of Costco introducing it to, to us, you know, get, get some gold while you're getting your toilet paper, just like you said in the previous, <laughs> there you, go. you can buy some gold at the same time, but on time and on cue, the, the writers out there are trying to dissuade people from owning a very important wealth protecting asset. The article wrote, or the headline was, why gold at Costco is a terrible, terrible investment and what you should buy instead. So this was an article that came out. Um, writer was James Royal. He's a PhD. Um, he's actually a PhD of, um, of, of writing. He's a, of English and science, uh, not, of, not in uh, wealth management, but he does write about wealth management in, uh, for Bankrate. And he basically provided three things that you should you should buy instead, um, or, or th uh, what he recommended what to buy was the ETF. So don't buy the physical, because when you're buying physical, number one, he says, it can be impossible to get fair value. This was the debate. What is the difference between paper and physical? If you want to buy the paper, sure, you can get that spot price. But if you are concerned about in getting insurance for your portfolio, you're getting the real asset. You're getting the real thing because the Ibbotson Associates wrote, without an allocation to physical precious metals, a portfolio is simply just not diversified. You need the attributes of what physical offers. And when you're buying physical, just like the, the, what we usually say is like turning a piece of wood into a desk. You have to turn this item into the finished product. So when you're getting into physical, you're getting into the fabrication of it. Number two, gold has lackluster returns over time. I mean, we're heading right now for rate cuts. Rate cuts are next. And recessions usually follow these rate cuts. But we need to understand this recession type is a stagflationary one. What will perform during stagflation? I know stocks certainly, certainly did not. 
hold up in the 70s to 80s. In fact, most, most analysts today or hedge funds are forecasting a crash. And if we have to, and then the third item was you have to keep gold safe. And I think we, we, uh, we went over that and how we keep gold safe here at Guildhall. We use a storage facility. So those are the three um, reasons why you should not be buying physical and instead to buy the, uh, the GLD. And I don't know if you know anything about the GLD, but um, the prospectus rights, um, you know, what the shares, the, gold, the GLD is not one for one, one to one with physical gold. In fact, shares are not even redeemable in gold per the pages of prospectus. I can go through the reasons why the GLD, I have all of the reasons here, the amount of gold represented by the shares will continue to be reduced during the life of the trust to the extent existing exchange rated funds, ETFs or other tra uh, vehicles are just tracking the gold markets. They don't represent the real thing. Okay, okay, so just in this one article alone, <laughs> by the way, for our listeners, this is the type of stuff that gets that irritates us so much that Jerry will instantly be grabbing for these articles, right? Um, saying, I have all to, my resources. Like all of the resources ready to go. But, okay, let's get to his arguments, okay? Mr. PhD screws up right at the beginning because he called it an investment, okay? What at Costco can you purchase that's an investment. Very good point. Nothing, nothing at Costco is an investment. You've screwed up right away. You've purchased an asset. You could call things at Costco assets. You could do that. You could Correct. say, hey, that fancy electronics. That generator. Right? That generator. There are certain, there are assets, there are commodities you could be purchasing, right? Whether they're perishable or not, they're commodities. They're assets. More importantly, it's money. It's not an investment. It's money. But we'll get to that. He's, he gives it, he breaks it down to three things. And I want to add another one. Fair value, bad returns. You have to keep it safe. Okay. So again, well, if you are going to buy this quote unquote investment, which it's not, it's money, it's an asset. The problem with buying this asset is that you can't get fair value. Jerry, you pointed out it's a retail product. It's got to be finished. It's got to be created. There's going to be a cost there. You can't, you can't substitute the real thing. Okay. If I want insurance, I can't invest in AIG. I actually have to, or name the insurance company. I actually have to get the insurance policy. There's a difference, right? I can't, I, if I want to drink orange juice, I don't go and invest in an orange juice company. I would get fair value. Okay. I guarantee you, I could probably get an orange juice stock for under the cost of a carton of orange juice. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Buddy, you are a PhD, but when it comes to gold, you're a dummy. Leave it to the experts, please just leave it to the experts. Fair value. My gosh. You don't understand anything. You don't <laughs> understand anything. You know what? I want to buy a car. Oh, you know what? You should just invest in Tesla. It's a lot cheaper. You'll get fair value. Mm -hmm. Buddy, what are you thinking? Right. What are you thinking? You don't even understand. Returns. Returns. Gold has had two down years in the last 15 years. I guarantee you, you show anybody with, with a, a little brain cell and they would say, that's great. You mean, compared to my GICs, I would gladly take a year where it's a down year 
because my GICs are locked in for three or four. <laughs> right. I'll gladly take a down year if all the other years are, are up, not only single digits, but double digits. Gold's up over 400% in the last 20 years. So the longer you hold it, the better it is, which, by the way, is the same with any stock, any mm -hmm. investment. you got to hold it long term. But this one has very, very little volatility on the long term, year to year. That's cr so it's crazy to say you're not getting returns on gold. And if you're saying you're not getting the returns, then you also don't understand that the currency's falling. This is, this is, the, this is the, the very point that I want to bring up, Jeremy. I mean, he addresses the shoppers at Costco. This is a very small you know, part of society. Well, they're not as smart gold. as him. We're not addressing the central banks. Central banks in countries such as Brazil, Russia, India, China are all loading up on the stuff. Central banks require a portion of the reserves in physical gold for the unique combination of global liquidity and independence from devaluing currencies and risky financial institutions. And remember, the Bank of Canada has no gold reserves. And for this article to come out and to dissuade Canadians now to not buy physical gold, meanwhile, the majority of major countries are doing so, very it's just, bad advice. It's ignorant. It's it ignorant. ignorant. Yeah. Now, they, now, he also talked about, um, well, the biggest problem, and that's not just him, okay? Let's not, uh, we're not calling him, we're not even calling him by his name, okay? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what his name is or what his pronouns are, because he probably has pronouns. It doesn't matter because these are all the same arguments that stupid people want to give you for why you shouldn't own precious metals, which is safety. Safety. You got to keep it safe now, you idiot. You just bought something you have to keep safe. Well, you're going to go out and buy a safe. Well, that costs money. Well, there goes your fair value. Oh my gosh. Let's, you know what? I have an idea. Let's own nothing and be happy. Ah, yes. Yes. that before. Why don't I just start eating bugs? Better fair value there. No. Yes, of course, you have to keep it safe. It's real money. I buy, a, I buy a bicycle, I have to lock it up. I buy a car, I have to make sure it's in a garage safe somewhere. Right? Of course, you have to keep assets safe. Dummy. Hmm. Now, there's ways to do it smart. There's ways to not do it smart. Right? If you're lucky enough to bury it on a property, fine. You know, we once knew someone who, who put it in their own lake somewhere. Oh, yeah. So... Yes, you have to keep it safe. There's ways to keep it safe. They've been keeping gold safe for thousands and thousands of years, okay? Now, Mark Cuban, maybe he thought, I'm not going to own gold. I can't keep it safe. I'm going to own Bitcoin. Well, guess what happened? He kept it on the exchange. Gone. It's, gone. it's stolen. Can't steal gold out of a vault, okay? It's very difficult. You don't get to just drive up to a Brinks vault and say, put your hands up. It doesn't work like that. You can't find a story like that, mm -hmm. right? Um, so don't give me the, now you have to keep it safe. Th this leads to the third one, Jerry, or the last one, which he doesn't talk about in his article, but it's talked about in other places, which is um, convenience. Well, it's great to own gold, and yes, it's rare, and yes, it's done a good job of protecting wealth over the years, but gosh darn it, it ain't convenient. You know, you can't walk around with a chest of gold all day. So you need something that's, that's more convenient. You need, you need currency. 
well, we've just jumped from argument to argument. Now we're no longer talking about protecting wealth. We're talking about what makes a good currency. Yes, gold has been a currency in the past. Gold does not have to be a currency now, although you could, you could back it. You could have a, a gold-backed currency, right? So that, that is protected in the way that governments in the past who've printed the money into oblivion using fiat could be controlled, that's certainly something that I think the BRICS nations are looking into. Absolutely. Um, feel free to jump in, Jerry. I don't, no, uh, you're on okay. roll, Jeremy. You're, so you're... so that, th this idea of convenience starts to move towards this is why you want, quote-unquote, investments that have counterparty risk, because anything that's convenient will give you the sense of fair value and give you the sense of convenience, but it's going to take away all of the benefits the lack of counterparty risk, the actual ownership of the, the metal, and what it gives you to actually own something. Exactly. Um, and you know what? You're not going to care about convenience when your dollars are losing purchasing power every 12 hours. And this is what happened in places like Venezuela when your money is just losing its value half a day. So what convenience, what inconvenience would be, what it would look like, it would be a wheelbarrow full of your cash, worthless toilet paper currency. And this is the entire point. Gold and silver cannot hyperinflate. Gold and silver is your safe haven from currency devaluation. It is your safe haven from runaway governments trying to dissuade you from otherwise. I mean, using broken instruments, broken CPI data, broken uh, jobs data, how many revisions, how many reversals. We're not going to fall for it anymore. People want the real. They want the real money. They want real news. And this is why they're coming to the Real Money Show. They're coming to Guildhall because they get, they're getting the answers to those very questions. How to store it? How to, so, how to store it safely? Should I buy GLD or the physical? We can answer those questions really simply yeah. and we'll guide you along the way. And, and it's not always just, just buy. There are reasons to own, the, own GLD. There are reasons to have some of those other things. Look, physical gold, gold and silver in general, that's our specialty at Guildhall. So give us a call if you have some questions. We'll be able to provide some answers or at least be able to give you some something to think about so that you can help make the best decisions for you and your family. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. More to come. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I've calmed down. I took a break. I calmed down. No, no, that's okay. fine. You got to stay up there. Gold, nice rebound this week. Silver, nice rebound this week. We always knew it was going to happen. Um, great to see it happen. Uh, still, still very much undervalued at, the, at these levels for the future. I loved that uh, John Rubino this week was talking about $200 an ounce silver. I think that's absolutely possible. Though if you think about that as part of your wealth strategy, having an asset that moves up 700%, that would help a lot. In the past, I've talked about how to get your inflation rebate. An inflation rebate, that means you're losing money to inflation, you're losing money to the devaluing dollar, how do you get it back? At some point here, and it's, it's worked over the years, but at some point here, just like in the 70s, 
the train will leave the station in gold and silver and will rocket higher. It could be a, just a revaluation. It could be a very, very quick move higher. It could be people realizing that the government isn't going to save them. And then they realize that the banks aren't going to help them. Um, I, I had a conversation today with, with an accountant, Jerry, telling me stories about how people, you know, we, we know that during the convoy, there were accounts that were frozen, but banks are freezing accounts now for other reasons. Simple lack of one payment, uh, misunderstanding here or there, um, asking for something that, you know, they're just, they're freezing accounts. They're saying, nope, this has to be fixed. We're freezing your account. We're taking money out. Unbelievable. Right? Credit card payments, those could get frozen, right? Or credit cards in, in general. They're, they could call in the loans. They could say, you know what? Next week, your line of credit is going to be $10,000 less, these type of things. So anything can happen. Um, in these in these markets. So we want to protect ourselves. Uh, things are looking good in the gold and silver market, still very much undervalued, but things could rocket, rocket higher. So it's good to take a position, start slow, crawl, walk, run, make sure it's physical, call the experts, Guildhall Wealth, own it directly, own it in a depository for ease of liquidity. So maybe when you go on vacation, you know that you have access to it. It's not sitting in your basement when you're out of the country or use the RSP. To me, this is the biggest way to do it. Have a registered account, use a registered account where you're acquiring the physical product held outside the banking system at a Brinks vault, fully allocated, fully segregated, have access to go and personally audit the product. Worst case scenario, decide, okay, fine. I'll take delivery of it. I'll pay my withholding taxes. Fine. You know, if you if you can make two hundred and fifty percent on your on your precious metals, maybe you decide I don't care. I'll pay the I'll pay the withholding tax. So I think there's really good things to come in the market, Jerry, for the precious metals. And obviously, anyone listening to this show can tell we love talking about this stuff. We love it. So, uh, speaking of not trusting central banks. <laughs> um, and listening to them blow hard on everything that has to do with the economy. You've got some updates on the Bank of Canada. Yeah, some Canadian news today. So on a side note, the Supreme Court today struck down one of the Trudeau's no pipelines law, which was huge. Another huge reversal in, in, in global politics, in policies. This is the obviously the ESG push towards no pipelines. I've always said in my back pocket, they're going to have to open up these pipes eventually. Um, you can't go full solar because that's unsustainable. You're going to have to crank up the keystone and get the oil flowing. So, you know, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing that the Supreme Court struck that down. More Canadian news. The Bank of Canada, the, govern, the Governor Tiff Macklin spoke today. Um, this is in light of what is coming up. Uh, the bank, the central bank will be releasing economic projections coming up October 25th. And he mentions to us Canadians that we're not going to be forecasting a serious recession. A serious recession. Not serious to you, or not to me. It could be to you, could be serious. I mean, who's to define serious? Jeremy? Yeah, tell it to someone who, who, who's looking at food prices and making decisions that they never thought they would make in their entire lives between buying this or that or deciding whether or not to keep their house warm in the winter. Little does he know people are already in a recession. Yeah. Well, listen, people are selling their cottages and their boats and their fancy cars. People are in a recession. You know, it. 
the prices are going up on housing. The prices are going up on food. It's everywhere. It's not just the individual and the consumer, but it's businesses. Mm -hmm. They have to pay more for everything. So their margins are all being squeaked. And, and to top it all off, the government, you know, the government's answer to all of that? Let's raise taxes. Oh, yes. That's the perfect answer. We need more money because we don't have the discipline to stop printing money and debt and putting you in debt on your future, mortgaging your future. And people ask, well, why do I pay taxes? You're printing more money than we could ever produce in our lifetime, in our in our kids' lifetime, in our grandkids' lifetime, in our great-grandkids' lifetime. When, when do people just say enough is enough? But I'll tell you something, Jerry. You've seen that there's these, these apartment buildings, whole buildings going on strike. Right. Don't tell me people can't get together when they figure it out. <laughs> That's very okay? true. Now, from our perspective, all it takes is everybody goes out and buys one ounce of gold. That's, That's going right. to be huge. The demand will be huge. Supply will grow, 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 grow very slim. And the Canadians are. They're pivoting away from currencies. They're coming and they're converting out of worthless fiat paper currencies. And they're converting into hard assets such as physical precious metals. And in, and in light of this, this, you know, this statement from Tiff Macklem today, I uh, just did a quick search regarding how much credit card debt does the average Canadian have. And unsurprisingly, this is coming from moneysense.ca, Unsurprisingly, many Canadians are using their credit cards to charge their expenses. And here we go. How much debt does the average Canadian carry? And is it going to be a serious or not so serious recession? The average credit card balance for Canadians is in the second quarter of 2023 was $4,185, up 3909 in the second quarter, according to TransUnion. And that is up from the average monthly credit card spend of $2,400 which is above the 17.3% from the same time in 2021. <clears throat> Canadian consumer debt has risen to $2.4 trillion, with an average debt load of approximately $21,131, excluding mortgages. Goodness. And Canadians are using credit cards more and more, and there was a 9% increase in credit card balances in June of this year compared to the same time last year. These figures are these these figures are very worrisome and it's growing, Jeremy. People yeah, I think people. it says we're in a recession. Clearly. And I thought this was, you know, just a very disingenuous uh, statement from our from our Bank of Canada government, but this is a central bank. This is who we're dealing with, but we know the solution and the Canadians are coming to this crossroads. Do I want passive income? Do I want 5% annually? Or do I need a sudden rocket that trumps gains in passive income? And this is the solution that precious metals provides. Because when the Bank of Canada, when the central banks decide to pivot and cut interest rates, stagflation begins. This is a stagflationary recession. And what did gold and silver do? What do stocks do, first of all? They go down during stagflation. But gold and silver protects and they move up during inflation. And they rocket higher. In the last stagflationary recession during the 70s, Gold went up 838%. Would you prefer that or passive 6% per year? Or would you rather silver, which went up over 1,100% in, in, in one decade? 2,000 ounces at the end of the 70s could buy you an average house. 
That would bring silver at $800 per ounce where we are today to buy an average home, 1.5 to 1.7 million. If you can get your hands on 2,000 ounces of silver, this is my urge. I want to encourage you to get in touch, get $75,000 somehow, and get yourself 2,000 ounces of silver. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's a real money show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Um, we've talked about the fact that gold is a terrible investment. Uh, number one, but it's it's not an investment. It's actual money, and it is going to protect you during a recession. Don't pay attention to what the, the wizards of Oz are telling you, that uh, everything is okay. No, protect yourself, protect your family, protect your investments, own real assets that stand the test of time. It's about holding physical gold and physical silver, I think that uh, in lieu of everything that's happened this week, I think a lot of people are on edge um, with um, the events in the Middle East and that it, it, it trumps the other things that are happening. I think maybe the politicians love that, um, that they don't have to discuss um, their regular uh, things that are going on and um, they can deflect to other, to other issues. But the fact is, is that the debts have increased at such a rate that it seems like we've moved from, you know, slowly, slowly at first and then all at once. It's becoming exponential. Um, the issues of the day are becoming exponential in terms of inflation, in terms of how far our dollar goes, the currency collapse. Um, it feels in full swing. The central banks want to tell us that we're going to have a soft landing. And don't worry, just trust us. I know we caused all of this um, with your government because mm -hmm. we're all in bed together. But just trust us. We're going to fix it. Well, no. I mean, it's they're not going to fix it. Um, they're the last to know. The fact that they don't even realize that we're in a recession, they're the last to know. But there's also <laughs> a lag effect, Jerry. <clears throat> Maybe people didn't have to renew their car leases last year, but maybe next year they do, right? Maybe people didn't have to renew their mortgages last year or this year, but next year they do. Mm. So there's going to be additional, additional pain coming in the economy, and uh, we know that there's actually a massive, massive opportunity in the precious metals because they're undervalued, they're being ignored, you're being told not to own them by so many different outlets. You know, I watched a, I watched a guy on, on Instagram, he's, he's a real estate investor guy. I don't okay. know why he put out a post in the first place that he said, don't, don't invest in, in gold. It's like, stay in your lane. Talk about why you think it's a great investment to own real estate. Bitcoin does the same thing. Why? You don't want to own gold. You want to own Bitcoin. Well, just stay in your lane. We're not telling anybody not to own anything. We're not telling anybody not to invest in anything. Mm -hmm. We're saying, listen, here are the reasons why you want to own gold. There's no counterparty risk. It's real money. It's been around for thousands of years. It's undervalued. It's a great opportunity to own a real asset in these times, right? 
It is the insurance policy of your portfolio. Did we say that it's a panacea? That you shouldn't own anything Any, else? Did we say not. go sell your home? No. So I don't understand why people have to come out and say and disparage gold. What are they insecure about? This in this this real estate guy who comes out, he says, you don't want to own it because they they um, they confiscated it in 1933. One country <laughs> that they didn't confiscate it. You know what? Do you know what the income tax rate was back in 1933? I don't, but I imagine it was probably like 10. percent Okay, you want to know what confiscation is? 35% income tax, 13% on everything after that. Inflation at 20% when the government tells you it's at five. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is confiscation. Yeah. And we're all part of that. We're all the lab rats of the monetary experiment. Mm -hmm. And if you, and that makes us all debt slaves as well, because the lab rats don't know that they're slaves too. And the, and the ones that don't recognize that we're the lab rats, that we're the debt slaves. Okay. I, I, I wish, I hope everything works out, right? And I know what's going to happen to the, to the head of the Bank of Canada. He's going to lose his job. Hmm, maybe. Right? His seven-figure job. You think he cares that the price of something has doubled? That he goes from $200 to $400 of the grocery store? He doesn't care. How do you get your money back? Right. How do you get that, that theft back, Jerry? The only way that we know how the, the safest way without rolling the dice and chasing yield and jumping into a overvalued, overpriced market, you look for something very much undervalued, something that is scarce, something that is durable, recognizable. You're looking for real money. And these are the attributes of real money. It's beyond borders. It's durable. It's divisible. These are the attributes. And when the money systems fail, and just like portfolio strategist Harry Brown said, is a permanent portfolio investment strategy says when the paper money systems begins to crack at the seams, the run to gold could be explosive. And that's what the extras pyramid is all about. This shows us the, an inverted pyramid where when all of the money in the world needs to jump into safe haven, you eliminate the gold reserves. You will eliminate the silver reserves, and that will be the epic run-up in the markets in precious metals. The prices will surge, and those who have it, he who has the gold will make the rules. I want to read to you something that Gold Telegraph recently put out. They said, gold is at the center of this global financial war playing out in front of us right now. Many in the West still don't want to believe it. Everyone else feels the power of gold on a daily basis. Ask the people in Turkey. The country has the fifth largest gold market globally, and its currency is now at all-time all lows versus the dollar, and gold is nearing record highs. In 2020, it was estimated that the Turks held between 3,000 and 5,000 metric tons of gold at home. Gold serves as a shield, protecting the value of their wealth from rapid debasement. That's coming to a country near you. Okay? In, in my mind, it is. Um, let's, let's do a, a couple others here. Deutsche Bank, this is from Gold Telegraph. Uh, recently, Deutsche Bank is warning that there is a risk of stagflation scenario similar to the ones in the 70s. History always rhymes. Warned about this very early, but there it is. That's something that you've talked about, Jerry. Uh, quick final moments, 30 seconds. What do you got? Well, this is the shades of the 70s. Gold September uh, 1979 revisited. It's a headline. Gold is being touted as the 
as a critical investment with experts urging purchases now irrespective of current prices. It's not about the prices. It's about the value that gold offers, what silver offers, a shielding, a insulation. This is insurance, yet you will be positioned to grow your wealth, to multiply your wealth. And this is what we hope that you get in touch with Guildhall to find out how to do it best, whether it be to take it home, store it in the vault, or roll over your RSPs. If you have an RSP sitting there uh, you know, in, in stocks and you're not confident, let's talk about how we can roll that out, transfer it. It's a lateral move. There's no withholding taxes, and we can help you get into the very safe market you're looking for. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. That does it for another episode of The Real Money Show. Jerry, thank you so much. That was uh, a lot of fun, a little heated, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but always great. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.